0: You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Welcome in to Rick and Travis Unsupervised, brought to you by Oneness Ministries, a grace-based, hope-filled, spirit-led counseling and life coaching ministry. To learn more, go online to oneness-ministries.org. Hello, everybody.
1: Hello. Wow. Welcome to Rick and... Hi, I'm Travis. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. Is that a different meeting? That, do you do that for meetings? Do
0: you think this is a meeting?
1: I, uh, it's for a, a topic, Rick. It's a topic. Oh. It's theatrical. Uh, uh, three, okay, okay, okay. Is that the right term? Yes. Theatrical. And I screwed it up, didn't introduction I? Introduction. You know topic? what I was
0: thinking about? I was thinking about the the voiceover guy, the big voice guy. Mm-hmm. He says, "Oneness hyphen ministries,"
1: and it's yeah. "Oneness
0: dash ministry."
1: I mean, I didn't want to say anything, but I thought it was like a dash. But a hyphen is the same thing, isn't it's it? A, yeah, it's the same thing. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, yeah. I
0: just I don't.
1: But who says tomato?
0: And who says hyphen? <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're an alcoholic. Uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that you identify as an alcoholic? No. It's funny you should ask that, Rick. I get paid a lot. Uh, no, I know I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get paid anything, as a matter of fact. No, that is the topic that I don't... I'm not going to get into specific meetings and specific groups, just that it's a 12-step one.
0: A 12-step program. We we know um, what that is.
1: Yeah. Um. And no... I do not identify as that, because that's not who I am, and I don't go around saying that <clears throat> other than at meetings, but that is a reminder to me what happens, that, that that's just the thorn that God has put, given me in my flesh, mm-hmm. or let be there, or whatever it is, given or let happen, but it's something that I'm grateful for today. Well, and he didn't
0: it, cause it. No, didn't cause it. You caused it.
1: it. Yeah. But, um, Um, but still is, well, yes, but that's what I know. It's a reminder of the thorn and what will happen if I stop praying, stop giving each day to Him, stop doing those things. Yeah. Uh, I've got a very clear and present reminder when, because I have in the past, uh, um, There at first, it took me a few tries before I fully understood um, of what happens if I don't do that. And my answer is to find something to make me feel better. Okay.
0: Skeptics. Skeptics. Skeptics would say, okay, well, you've traded one dependency for another. Mm Mm-hmm. Your dependency on alcohol has now been has been replaced with a dependency for religion?
1: Yes. Not religion, but I have traded one dependency for another. Yeah. And that's God. Religion's a bad word.
0: Religion is a horrible
1: word. But I have traded the dependency from alcohol or substances on a dependency for God. And... It is ten times better. It's the true, the thing we're actually supposed to be. Dependent Dependent problem. on yeah. and fed on. Yeah. Um, so, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think
0: we talked in one of our earlier um, podcasts about, um, gosh, what was it we were talking about? Uh, um, the will, God's will. Mm-hmm. And I think that God's will is that we depend on him
1: completely. Yeah.
0: I think that's God's will for our life.
1: And that's why I say I'm honestly, and I heard people say it before, and and they'd say, I'm a grateful alcoholic. And when I was early in to meetings, certain 12-step meetings, I would say, that guy's crazy, or that lady's crazy. Like, they're grateful that they're an alcoholic. But I understand it today. Because I wouldn't have had the motivation um to get open to surrender to God, to truly give God's things everything um I don't know if I don't think I would have done that if it wasn't for the very clear consequences that happen i I worked myself to a spot where either. You surrender to God or you die or go to jail. Mm. And even in jail there's drugs and alcohol. Oh, yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> it was you lose everything or surrender. And I didn't believe And gain that. everything. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: you would have lost your family.
1: Yeah. Yep. That that was close. That's that was real close. So I had some serious, uh, and now I, I know what happens if I don't. But the life I have today is genuine and, I mean, there's peace. I have peace and serenity. And I can actually see situations and go, well, I mean, it is what it is. I can't do anything about it, and I know God's in control. So, and just be okay. I don't
0: know that I've ever told you this, but I knew you before you were sober. I knew mm-hmm. you when you came back from uh military, mm-hmm. from the Marines, mm-hmm. and uh, you were kind of an arrogant jerk. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I never told you that, did I? I was. No, but, I mean, I wasn't. I was an ass. Yeah. <laughs> I really yeah. was. Um, yeah, and I don't, it's and just, that's just not who you are, really. No, I didn't know who I was. Yeah, I know. People had told me. I you was. Were, were you
0: Were you angry while you were on alcohol and drugs, or because?
1: Yes, but mainly myself. Yeah, and
0: that's what I was.
1: That was where I was trying to get
0: with this. Were you angry at yourself because of this, yeah. and it just came out towards everybody else?
1: Yeah, and I mean, but there's so much more going on. I yeah. just wasn't a healthy person. Mentally or emotionally. And I believed the hype that the Marine Corps had told me for so many years. And, I mean, this was not.
0: Did you drink while you were in the Marines?
1: Yes. (laughs) Heavily. And it was usually, it was fine. I wasn't alone. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I didn't, well, I did get in trouble once. But there's, I mean, you're given exceptions. I mean, like, if you have, if you're a good Marine... And you get drunk and do something silly, as long as it's not, you know, horrible, <laughs> like kill someone or whatever, I mean you get passes. Well, he's a good Marine, so he'll get a butt chewing and we'll go on. He'd be busted. Lose a rank or something? You, yeah, do something pretty bad to lose a rank. Really. But
0: when you did you were in Iraq, right? Mm-hmm. And um did you ever go out on patrol or anything drunk?
1: No. I don't, we only, it was hard to, we, let me go through my checklist to make sure. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to hear this. We got, there was one time we finally talked someone into sending us some alcohol because it wasn't, it wasn't easy. You had to have someone send it to you. Oh really? Uh huh. And it had to a be. A package from home. Yes. Not, not my home. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we had to have them put it in a mouthwash bottle. A white, not a clear one, but put it in a mouthwash bottle, and just put some whiskey in a mouthwash, one of the big mouthwash bottles, yeah. and sent it to us. And we, it was definitely wasn't when we were going to have to be out or be working. Um, but we set in our little, we called them cans, but set in our little cans. And one of our buddies came, cause it was my my bunk mate who uh, had it, and had a buddy, it was three of us. And my mom had just sent me a bunch of letters from elementary school kids. And they some of them had made us masks out of uh, construction paper. <laughs> <laughs> so we just got hammered and put on these construction paper masks <laughs> and read these. It was cool. Read these letters from these little kids. It was fun. It was
0: sounds fun.
1: Yeah. It was really cool. And well, I drew what, all over what my... What was
0: the mask? What, I mean...
1: Just different. Like nothing... <laughs> I mean, they were like kindergartners. Oh, dude. okay. But they so were like eye slits <laughs> and big, just weird-looking... Mostly wasn't, you couldn't tell what it was even, but yeah. just these. I have a picture somewhere. That's funny. And then I drew all over my. Oh, yeah, there
0: it is. Oh, those are nice looking masks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> drew all over my buddy's face with, he a, wasn't really with a Sharpie. Well, now you got me thinking. I'm trying to remember where it is. Yeah. Um, but I drew big sideburns on him and a big, like, curly mustache. <laughs> and then the next morning, he's like, oh, crap, people are going to see that. And oh, he scrub, trying to scrub his face. Um, but yeah. So just, just one time we got uh, that happened. But no. Um.
0: So it was hard to get liquor in the. I mean, yes. you probably get beer.
1: Didn't no. they have
0: a? They don't have
1: like. No, no, no. Saloons or anything in the. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they've had saloons <laughs> in a while, Rick. <laughs> but, um no they it was not anyway I mean you don't want a bunch of i know and it's smart decision. you don't want a bunch of enlisted people bored with the alcohol I mean they do it other i mean when you're not in country, but maybe it's because you have bullets uh, yeah I don't know or yeah. or trying to get ready to have to go out, but there was a stop we made in Ireland to and from mm-hmm. that you you had about. 45 minutes. Sometimes we had one 45 minute layover and one like hour and a half layover in Ireland. In that 45 minutes, there were people so drunk they'd get carried on to back onto the plane. They got hammered in 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah.
0: Did they go to the saloon? Yes, there was a saloon there
1: <laughs> at the IR, at the I think Shannon Airport. Oh. But yeah. But no, I, um, Officers Club. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, I wasn't allowed there. I was the enlisted guy. Oh, so they- was not allowed in the officers' club um but back to not sure where oh i i was i was still stuck in that mindset in that world of just mental un unhealth um so yes, I was angry and bitter and but mainly myself. From a long time, there's a whole lot that played into that. But the process of um getting involved in the twelve step program. Um and the people before me, God put some veterans in my life that were huge in helping to show me and steer me in, in the right direction.
0: Without those people in your lives, would the twelve-step program
1: have worked? Yes. Would I have tried it though? Yeah. It's probably later, <laughs> maybe later. Mm. Too late for some things. Um, but yeah, it absolutely would have worked. Okay. Because it's 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 a biblical process. Tell um, me about that. Well, you, one you're admitting I can't do this, I need help. I've got a problem. I've got an issue. Okay. Then you're coming to believe that there is something bigger than me that can help. And then I'm giving my life and my will to that thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in my particular program, they don't name. It can be a higher power at first. It's just whatever. Because we've all got walls up. I mean, if I've got a drinking problem, I probably have a wall up yeah. to, to God. I thought he was pissed at me. Um, I was just convinced I had ruined it. Hmm. Uh, I had hardened my heart past the point of redemption, and he was just pissed at me because of the things I'd done. And that was my belief. So when people were like, you just need God, yeah, I get it. But I've ruined that, so leave me alone. Yeah, Just come to church. Well already checked that one off. I can't can't do that. (laughs) I tried it. It didn't work. Right. And everyone that's got a drinking or drug problem, there's a wall up between them and God for some reason. So when you go say, you need Jesus, come on. Yeah. And they probably know it, but they believe that they've ruined it or that he's, you know. He's done. He's done with me. Or they have questions on his reality, which is normal. Yeah. But when you say, you don't have to believe anything. You, don't have, you just, just come in. And then when they get in, you can say, if you want to try this, you got to believe that there's just something bigger than you that you got to start talking to, that you can turn your life to. And then they start seeing, and it's called the program of attraction rather than promotion. Mm. So then they see all these people that are happy and sober and that have a relationship with God, and um, they want that too. They want to see what that's about, and they want the same um, results. They're attracted to the results that other people have. You called that,
0: what'd you call that?
1: The program of attraction rather than promotion. Because if I tell you from the beginning, I start telling you all about God and telling you about Jesus and the answer and all that, yeah, I mean, we've heard that. And it works with some people. But someone who's deep in addiction or alcoholism— They don't want to hear it because they've heard it before and they think they... I mean, for whatever reason. Yeah. But if you can say, do you want help? There's an answer. Yes. Okay. Just come. You don't have to believe anything. Don't have to have anything figured out. Just come in and hang out. And this will help. And then they come in and then they see, well, you got to... When you're ready, you got to believe in something. But there's people around that they're seeing who are living it for real uh, and showing the results, not saying it, not preaching it, not saying it, just living the results, yeah. um, good, genuine. There's not any more real, true believers, godly people than at a 12-step, and I'm not saying the name on purpose, but you know, a 12-step meeting, <laughs> program meeting, where people have actually done it, they're living the life. Um, genuine, true, I mean, happy people who have a true relationship with God, a real relationship with God. Yeah. Um, and you get around that very long and you start, I want that. I want what they have. And how did you do it? <laughs> Funny you should ask. There's some <laughs> steps. <laughs> There's some steps right there. Yeah. So try it. So... The places that don't like that it can, that's higher power. I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but I think people listening to this, I don't like to really, there's a reason why it's not real obvious and out there, but I think people listening to this show are going to, it's safe to, it's only higher power in the second step. It's God after that. Mm. So you just, you will stop people at the door You'll stop people from ever coming in if you're too, if you say, before you even come in here, it has to be this, it has to be Jesus, and you have to, because yes, that's the answer. Yeah. But if I tell someone that's what it's about before they come in, for sure, I mean, or just overt about it, they, you're going to stop a lot of people at the door because they don't, they've got that wall. They don't want religion. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, I mean, I guess it's technically a little manipulation maybe, but it's just, like I said, it's the attraction rather than promotion concept. It's big. It's huge. Let me show you what it's about. If there's a guy I'm working with who's struggling, I don't, I just, the best, best thing I can do is say, let's go hang out. Let's go eat. Let's do whatever. And we talk through things. I mean, he can see what's going on in my life, what God is doing, what God has done. And what true, what a truly life that's been changed looks like by God, and happiness and peace. Because um, there's a bunch of situations where just you can talk through things, um, that's a big deal. And people can say, like I did, like I want what they've got mm-hmm. uh, And they're similar to they've been through similar things, they had similar issues. But now they're happy, and now they have a real relationship with God.
0: I had an experience. I I work with uh, another. You were you worked with Rob's Ranch. Did they do yep. the twelve step program at Rob's Ranch? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I work with a a group called the Hope mm-hmm. Center of Ministries. Hope. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, and they use Celebrate Recovery, mm-hmm. which is a twelve step program. Yeah, and I think the steps. Are really very similar.
1: Yeah, they are the exact same. They yeah. all, it works. They all, like I said that, and I got off track. Giving your life to God, and then you're admitting, because you can tell God all day long the bad things you've done, but He knows, and it's in. You're not surprising Him, right? But biblically it says, admit your faults to one another, mm-hmm. and there is something powerful about someone you trust in the right environment, telling them all the bad things that you've done. You feel clean. I mean there's something truly godly and spiritual about it. Um again, someone you trust in the right environment um for the reasons that it is step 5 in the 12 step stuff. Um but then going, I mean, turning all those things that you've done over to God, giving them to God with someone else. There's just something and if you're going to do it yourself do you really do it? I, th- I do things better when someone's there, not even maybe officially holding me c- accountable, but there to be. You know, I know there's someone else there that's helping me through this process. So, but then cleaning up,
0: hey, I, I struggle with. I, I struggle with accountability because, apart from what you're talking about, me having accountability, a partner. It's just somebody else I'm going to lie to.
1: Yes. Unless you have to... But if I'm in
0: relationship with you... Yes. If you have invested yourself in me, that's a whole different thing because now I I don't want to
1: disappoint you. Right. And the term, I don't like the term accountability. I don't right either. No. But I do like the concept. Like One, I, I truly... And I, this was crazy to me. I didn't think there was anyone like this until I got into this world. But I have to be, um, incre- like I have to be strenuously—I think that's the way it's put—honest, um, very honest. And I like it now, and I need it. Yeah. But even to the extent of, I can't lie. I'm not going to lie on a form to get something. And I'm thinking about specific events. I'm not going to lie on a form to get something that would maybe be somewhat beneficial, like my daughter going to a specific school, but lying on a form saying I live somewhere else, um, even though the family may own the property, you know, things like that. Like I'm, I can't, I'm not going to do that. It's dishonest. And I can say I don't want to hang out with someone because they're annoying. I don't have to tell them, no, right. I'm busy. You're annoying. Yeah. But, I can honestly, it's always, there's always been a way I can honestly say, and you don't have to explain yourself, I don't think as much as we think we do, but I can live completely honestly. Mm -hmm. And if there's times that I don't, which is not hard to do when I'm living in God's power, but then I tell someone, if I do something wrong, that's step 10, um, I tell someone that I trust, um... Hey, I did this. Uh, I'm sorry, or whatever you gotta do. Yeah, but you can rigorous honesty that came to me. A life of it's rigorous honesty. Wow. And you can. I mean, it's. I didn't. I mean, I was always not huge, but little white lies all the time, unless it came to drinking or pills, and then it was just overt lies. Yeah. But, um, oh no, I've got to. I gotta go do this so I can. You know, someone wants to hang out, or I mean, just whatever. Little white lies were just normal and all the time. Yeah. But, and something happened. And I can't remember the, the, the circumstance, but it was something that looked kind of fishy, kind of bad for me. But I told Candy I was like, no, like I, I don't know what that is, or I don't know if it was a check or something on the bank account. I don't remember. But she just believed me. Because she knows, which is weird, it was cool and weird, but she knows that I have to be honest. (laughs) I have to live a life of honesty, and she knows that now, and she knows that about me. (laughs) So, it was pretty cool that, and a buddy of mine who knows all my past, because he was the one I did the fifth step with, uh, has been like, yeah, just, I'll open my garage door for you when he's 40 miles away. I'll open up my garage door for you, you run in and get this or whatever, and just people trust you and and you know that they do now and it's it's a good it's a good life
0: wow, that's interesting because dishonesty is a part of the addiction, yeah it's associated with the addiction, and if you continue to be dishonest, then you're still living in the addiction, yeah, so you can't even you can't even be and you know, some of the guys I talk to um, have separated themselves from bad language, which yeah. is not a bad idea. But the bad language is a part of that past life.
1: The yeah, it's it's a complete and total new way of life. Yeah. Um, they say there's a comical saying. Unless you're new to it, then it's not comical. But you don't have to change much; just everything. <laughs> <laughs> that is fine. <laughs> And they it's can. true. Yeah. You, but the, the dishonesty, I can't feel good about myself mm-hmm. inside if I'm being dishonest. And one little thing I'm dishonest about, stuff gets in there and grows. Mm-hmm. And then, then it's easier the next time to be dishonest about something. So if there's just a line to where I'm just going to be honest all the time, it's easier. Wow. Wow. So wow
0: we are out of time man i want to fly by. let's uh let's plan to talk about this again
1: i like it yep. Yep. yep i like it
0: thank you travis thanks rick and thank you all for listening to rick and travis unsupervised <laughs> enjoy the music <laughs>